It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Uh, I'm going to say no one's better than me. (laughs) (laughs) To quote the great Ace Ventura, to train the dolphin, you must think like the dolphin. Welcome to Locked On Dolphins. I'm Kyle Krabs, your host, and I promise you that introduction is going to make sense here in just a moment. Because I got a good bit of feedback from Bob Snedeker on social media. Suggestion for your podcast, he wrote. I think there may be a portion of fans that don't know what A-gap and B-gap is, or a one-technique versus a five-technique. Would you consider a podcast explaining this to help teach Dolphins fans so that they're better educated on the Miami Dolphins defense. And and I thought this was a great idea to have the chance to talk about some of the concepts that Brian Flores and this this Dolphins uh, Patriots-style defense, uh, multiple front, is looking to impose uh, because it's very valuable information to understand the priorities and responsibilities of an odd front versus an even front, one gap versus two gap, uh, one technique versus a three versus a five versus a seven, technique on the defensive line, and I thought this was a, a great suggestion. So I want to thank Bob for suggesting this. We're going to do this on both sides of the football. This is going to be the rest of our week here on Locked On Dolphins. I want to talk about philosophically what the Dolphins are going to ask their players to do, what it means and whether or not they have players on the roster that are physically capable of fulfilling that role. Uh, So so this is kind of a good snapshot based on where the Dolphins are right now after free agency, and it'll help give us some defined targets for the Dolphins once we reach the 2020 NFL Draft, which is four weeks from today. Bless us. Four weeks from away from some clarity on the Dolphins in their rebuild, uh, which we can't possibly be excited enough about. Miami Dolphins, if I were to peg them as a base defense, I would describe them as a 3-4 defense. Uh, You describe base defenses based on how many men have their hand in the dirt on the line of scrimmage. So in a 3-4, you have three down linemen, and then four linebackers, and traditionally the two linebackers in the 3-4, the two outside linebackers, are walked up there on the line of scrimmage, but they're standing up in two-point stances, and they're playing outside in leverage. If we look at the Dolphins' personnel right now, I think the Dolphins very clearly have better personnel to run a 3-4 front versus a 4-3 front, So an odd front defense, which traditionally charges their players with a little bit more gap control, and I'll explain what that is here and now. 
defenses require their defenders to be responsible for one or two gaps. And traditionally, in an odd front defense, your three down linemen are each responsible for two gaps, which means you stack up against a blocker, could be offensive tackles, could be offensive guards, could be the center, depending on how heavy you want to condense the middle of the, the defensive line. And you stack those defen- those blockers up, and you need to be responsible for disengaging and challenging gaps on either adjacent side of the blocker that you're engaged with. So if you're a true nose tackle in an odd front, which is the one area that the Dolphins really don't have, they don't have this player right now. They don't have a defensive stalwart who's capable of lining head up over the center, stacking that blocker, and being able to disengage and play through double teams that come from either side of him and control both A-gaps, which is the gap between the center and the guard. They don't have that big body presence. They have plenty of potency at the defensive end position in an odd man defense. You know, that can be Christian Wilkins. That can be Devon Godchow. That could extend to Shaq Lawson and Emmanuel Agba. They're a little bit lighter. I think you'd like to probably see them play the front side, the, the strong side, stand up outside linebacker to stack up potential double teams with tight ends and tackles. But they have a bunch of talent that's capable of playing a 4-I slash 5 technique, which is the inside eye of the offensive tackle. And they are going to stack that defender, and they are playing B-gap to C-gap. Need to be able to punch, press, extend. That's why we talk about length with the Dolphins' defense, extension skills, getting your arms extended so that that blocker is not engaged on your chest, and then being able to work across his face and attack the outside gap off tackle if necessary. But you're going to punch, extend, hold, read the block, beat the block, find the football. That could involve you coming inside or outside. That is what the Dolphins' odd front defense traditionally, and you think about a lot of the, the Patriots-style uh, defenders over the, the years, the Richard Seymours at defensive end, the Vince Wilfork at nose tackle. This pa- these past two years, Danny Shelton at nose tackle for the Patriots. That is what these players do. They are, they are going to reset the line of scrimmage, so they're going to hold their ground, they're going to extend their arms and force that offensive blocker to give a little bit of ground into his own backfield. You're going to hold the point of attack, and then you need to be able to cross the face of the blocker that you're engaged with and work either way. Devon Gotchell is very capable of doing this in the B-gap. Christian Wilkins is very capable of doing this in the B-gap. So so these are defensive ends in an odd man front. Christian Wilkins, Devon Gotchell. They do not have that player that has the anchor to be able to sit, occupy space, and hold the nose. And the primary reason why that's so important is because you have this butterfly effect that that bubbles back onto the second level and your linebackers, where your linebackers need to be able to flow freely. That is the appeal of an odd man front for any NFL team, is we've got horses up front that are going to stuff up the blocking of the offense, and that's going to allow our linebackers to play sideline to sideline and flow freely and unimpeded so that they can work over top 
of blocks on the first level of the defense and arrive in the hole to meet the, the running back in the hole. So Miami getting a nose tackle for their odd front defense is of importance. Uh, I do think depending on if they switch to even fronts and they go four-man front on defense, you can see Devon Godchow can get by as a one technique, which is an, uh, the guy playing the A-gap. But a lot of times when you transition to even fronts, you're much more prone to seeing single gap responsibility. So now it's, I'm going to shoot this gap and I'm going to sit in this gap and find the football. You're no longer occupying yourselves with engaging with blockers as frequently. You want to get hip to hip with blockers and find the football. I think Godshaw can be serviceable as a one technique in an even front. And Christian Wilkins has the burst, the penetration skills to be the three technique, which is to set to the strength of the blocking protection, get upfield, cause chaos and turn runs back inside or create the play and finish the play yourself. I think both the appeal of both Emmanuel Ogba and Shaq Lawson is that they can play with their hand in the dirt on obvious passing situations. They can both play this strong side defensive end or they can play strong side stand-up outside linebacker. I think Ogba is a little bit more prone to playing with his hand in the dirt. Lawson is more prone to being a stand-up defender in a 3-4 in an odd front look. Both of these new additions to the Dolphins' defense, though, are going to be able to collapse offensive tackles. Uh, they are going to be able to, if necessary, roll down into the B-gap, so between the guard and the tackle for themselves, in pass rush situations, and allow someone like Kyle Van Noy, who is traditionally going to be or, or typically be an off-ball presence in a lot of looks to walk up outside of him. And now Van Noy is the last man in the line of scrimmage. And that is the appeal to the approach that the Dolphins are taking on defense. They want everybody to be able to fill multiple roles. So you've got a guy like Devon Gottschow who could play in the A-gap if you're going to play an even front. He could play in the B-gap slash C-gap as a 4-I slash 5 technique if you're going to play an odd front. Christian Wilkins can play a 3 technique, which is the penetration style role in the even front. He can play the 4-I 5 technique where he's going to 2-gap and engage against offensive tackles with inside leverage to protect that B-gap because he's always going to have somebody outside of him for outside contain. Lawson and Agba are both presences that can, if on the strong side of the set, so if you've got a tight end to that side of the formation, he can play inside that tight end's presence and be able to string that tight end out and avoid that tight end turning to set the hook and gain outside leverage for outside run. Those, these two presences in Shaq Lawson and Emmanuel Agba are also capable keeping the same personnel on the field to putting their hand in the dirt and playing shaded inside of the offensive tackle and letting Kyle Van Noy either walk up outside of him or stack behind him, which means he's lined up directly behind him, and then you can get into twist and stunt game for pass rush. So I hope that that, that is enlightening a little bit as far as the defensive front 
I want to get into the linebackers, but not before this brief pause for sponsor identification. We're talking about Dolphins defense, haves and have-nots, and some basic principles about what the Dolphins are going to ask their defenders to do in certain situations, and then parlay that into who we need, who we have, who we don't have on the defensive side of the football. Tomorrow, we're going to do the offensive side. So keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins. We'll be right back after this brief pause. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Welcome back, Dolphins fans. We are talking about the haves and have-nots of the Dolphins defense based on the personnel moves that they've made, where they are at in free, after the first wave of free agency. And we talked a little bit in the first segment about how the Dolphins have personnel that's capable of playing odd front slash two-gap style defending and how that works, and even front, which is a little bit more one-gap style and penetration attack, depending on the strengths and weaknesses of the offense that you're playing. You may be more prone to doing one or the other. You may need those linebackers to flow sideline to sideline and use that speed. You may need guys on the defensive line who can stack up inside run because a team likes to run downhill. When you get into the back seven, you know, the linebackers in the secondary, the secondary is pretty easy. We'll touch on that last. The linebackers is interesting because it's the one area of the Dolphins defense where I do think there is a little bit of specialization. Specifically speaking about Raekwon McMillan. Now, Bill Belichick is very much a proponent of build your defense to be stout inside out. The more you can make the opposing team run sideways and not gain yardage, the better off you're going to be, which is why a guy like Raekwon McMillan has such a presence and value in a Belichickian-style defense, which is what the Dolphins are going to run with multiple fronts under Brian Flores. Raekwon McMillan is an inside linebacker, is the thud linebacker. He is the guy that's going to come downhill. He's typically charged with between the tackles, especially if the Dolphins are going to be two-gapping, right? His objective is to come down, work down into the point of attack, be able to sniff out runs and either take on lead blockers as they climb to the second level and help keep that in between the tackles slammed shut so there's no clear gaps. You think back to some of the Dolphins' success against the Patriots in recent years, stopping the run, Raekwon McMillan, obviously the the 2019 game being notwithstanding he did not play in that game, the 2018 Miami Miracle game, Big presence, thud, coming downhill. Really being able to slam the door shut and playing physical up front. That is the Raekwon role. So if you're in a one-gap style defense where your defenders are kind of, okay, I'm, my responsibility is to get hip-to-hip between the center and the guard. Raekwon's probably going to take the other inside gap, and he's stepping down, making sure that there's no uneven levels on the line of scrimmage. So that's the value that Raekwon brings. Raekwon is the guy who's going to play forward. And he's going to stun blockers and force backs to bounce laterally 
and then you're going to string them out. The speed of the defense is going to close down and pursue. Or he's going to be the guy that shoots gaps and meets the back coming out of the mesh point and can make some penetration-style plays because he's quick to trigger, he's quick to key, he reads his keys fairly well, and he's best when he's playing forward. He's not a guy that you, you know, if you, you don't want him hinging and flipping his hips open to try and turn and run with tight ends across the field or, or up the seam. It's not his strength. And that's why it's so important that the Dolphins went out and got a guy like Kyle Van Noy that they can pair with Jerome Baker. Van Noy is more of a strong side linebacker, a Sam, if you will. He's going to be walked up, as I said previously when talking about the defensive line, on the end of the line of scrimmage. He may be stacked off the ball, shaded just inside of a Shaq Lawson, who may be hand in the dirt in between a tackle and a tight end. And Van Noy, a lot of times you'll see a, a scrape exchange there where Van Noy is going to be responsible for getting outside and turning any outside runs back inside. And because Van Noy is so sharp, he's very quick to process and, and get into that action and get outside and force the ball carrier to stop his feet and turn to look back inside because if he keeps running the way he's going, Van Noy's going to tackle him. And when, the, when I refer to a scrape exchange, typically the defensive end is outside and the linebacker is shaded inside. And that's, strictly speaking, for coverage purposes where you want your linebacker if he's going to take the tight end in man-to-man coverage, you don't want him having to give the middle of the field away. So he's got to be shaded inside. So technically, he's in the C-gap, and that defensive end will be outside contain. And when you scrape exchange, that, tight, that defensive end is going to step down, and the linebacker is going to step out, and they're going to switch gaps after the snap. Van Noy... Very, very effective in stacked positions where he's off the ball or just being the guy that's walked up on the line of scrimmage and he knows I got to turn anything back inside. So if I get a, a tight end that's going to step laterally towards me, I got to get with, be ready to turn it back inside. Van Noy is the chess piece for what he brings in coverage, what he brings in blitz ability and pass rush ability, and what he brings in run defense as a strong side defensive end. Raekwon's the thud, the mic, the downhill guy, and Jerome Baker is your space linebacker. He is your will, if you will. He is your flex, your, your, your overhang, where it's his job because he's so bursty and so fast. He's got to be able to go sideline to sideline or off the backside of plays, get on his horse and chase it down so that if everybody occupies their gaps appropriately, Jerome's going to be the guy that cleans a lot of these plays up because he's coming in late because he's coming from away from the play and using his speed to come crashing in. Jerome is much better in pass coverage than I think he got credit for. I know he had two interceptions that were wiped off the board last year from defensive penalties from teammates. So I think once you get into passing situations, you know you could see a group of Christian Wilkins, Devon Godshall, Emmanuel Ogba, Shaq Lawson, Jerome Baker, Kyle Van Noy, Raekwon McMillan comes off the field. You bring in an extra defensive back, whoever that may be, and then you've got your secondary stacked behind it. And Obviously, in Byron Jones and Xavier Howard, you have two guys who are very physical, press man corners, 
And it's important when you have a coach that's going to be as aggressive as Brian Flores is to stack the box, to walk guys up inside of five yards, to simulate pressure looks that you have guys who can play in the face of receivers outside and throw off the timing. Because if the timing's off and that quarterback has to hold that ball, and Brian Flores gets simulated pressure or actual pressure in which he brings extra bodies, and if that quarterback has to freeze because where a guy's supposed to be open, he's not because he's not there yet because of the press coverage. You as a defensive one. And that's the objective. That is the point of having two guys in Xavier Howard and Byron Jones on the same roster. Is this now gives you a lockdown cover corner duo to play tight man coverage. Getting safeties right now, it's Bobby McCain and Eric Rowe, who have experience playing corner, who have experience playing in the middle of the field as a nickel corner, who have some experience covering tight ends in man to man coverage, and now who have experience in, in a safety role in 2019. That value is that no matter what defensive formation you get, you can flip your defensive, or what, no matter what offensive formation you get, you can flip your defensive strength and just roll one guy down into the slot or roll the other guy down if, it's go, if the, play is, the strength is to the opposite side of the field. Because you have a bunch of guys, it's not like, oh, well, we've got a strong safety who has to be in the box. We've got a free safety who can't play man coverage, but is going to have to play off and play deep middle all by himself. And you've got a nickel corner who can only play man-to-man, but not against big tight ends. He's going to have to play against little slot receivers. You see what I mean? Where it gives you the ability to, no matter what the offense is going to throw to, you can generally speaking... You know, with the exception of Raquan McMillan being a thud linebacker and a first and second down guy. And even then, he can at times walk up outside on the end man in line of scrimmage and blitz. You can keep a lot of the same personnel on the field and handle a lot of matchups. And that's the value to the multiple front because based on game situation, based on week-to-week personnel that the opposing team is going to give you, based on down and distance, Based on formation, you can keep the same group of guys on the field and you're not going to give anything away when the opposing offensive coordinator is sitting up in the box looking down at the field. And he's like, well, shit, they got the same guys they had on on first down and it's third and 15. And you've got a group of guys that can handle it, who can handle two gapping from a four-eye technique of Christian Wilkins. Or maybe they come in with a, a, a more spaced out set, a little bit lighter. And you say, okay, well, let's go get some heat. It's second and 11. So now you move Christian from a four-eye to you move him to a three technique, which is shaded on the outside eye, the, the strong side offensive guard. And you say, go penetrate. And Shaq Lawson, first down, might be a guy that's stand up over top of a tight end, and he's working a straight exchange with Kyle Van Noy, who's playing main coverage off the ball. And then you say, all right, well, now it's third and 12. Christian, go bump inside. Shaq, bump inside. Kyle, walk up on the outside, and you're going to blitz off the edge. And with you in a pressure look, we're going to go with a two-high safety look in which both of our safeties are going to be sitting at the sticks, but we're actually going to rotate one of these safeties at the snap down into playing coverage on the slot receiver in man-to-man, 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You could play all kinds of head games with defenders, and if your head's spinning listening to this, good, because that's what the Dolphins want to do. They want to give you so many different layers from the same personnel groupings. And when they substitute guys, a lot of times it's because they have guys that can do the same skill. Which is why, even though I'm not super enamored with the concept of the Dolphins drafting Zach Bond in the first round, if they do it, I will get it because he is the same Kyle Van Noy style role that he can bring it against the pass, he can play pass coverage, and he can play the run. And I've watched him as this kind of joker hybrid linebacker at Wisconsin be a guy who is engaged with scrape exchanges with defensive ends, twist and stunt game in blitz, walked up on the outside of the line of scrimmage, and winning off the edge as a pass rusher. That's what the Dolphins have. So if we ask ourselves, what do the Dolphins have, what don't the Dolphins have? Dolphins don't have a nose tackle right now. They need that A-gap presence in a base-odd front defense to play head up over the center, and be able to handle double teams and not get collapsed. Because as soon as that nose tackle gets collapsed, then one of those offensive linemen in the double team can work off and pick off one of your linebackers, namely Raekwon McMillan. And if that happens on an uneven level, you know, if everybody's holding their ground, but the nose gets moved, and then the guard comes off the double team and picks up Raekwon McMillan an extra half yard upfield, you've got a gap for running back to hit and gouge you. And that's what the Dolphins don't want. So the Dolphins are going to play all kinds of head games with guys. We need a nose tackle for the early downs. He can be a guy, along with Raekwon, that might get rotated out on obvious passing situations. And the Dolphins don't have a true single high free safety. If you can get a true single high guy, a guy like Grant Delpit, a guy like Antoine Winfield, I think can play that role. And that allows you to take Bobby McCain and make him the primary nickel. And I think Winfield and Grant Delpit can play man coverage. Very fluid in doing so. So you still continue and extend that personnel flexibility. It's a really attractive proposition for the Dolphins. Those are the two areas right now I look at the Dolphins' defense. They need more depth everywhere, right? They they could certainly use a speed presence off the edge as a pass rusher. So if they're going to go with a even front, so four down linemen. You got Shaq Lawson on the front side. You got Wilkins and Godshell. I would like to get a speed presence to play with his hand in the dirt on the other side opposite Shaq Lawson. That is an area of concern for the Dolphins. Nose tackles an area of concern for the Dolphins. And free safety would really open things up for a lot of extra flexibility on the back end. I hope you guys enjoyed this. This is uh, this was a really enjoyable talk for me. I'm a student of the game. You know, I, I'm a big junkie as far as my Twitter handles at grinding the tape. So <laughs> I like to watch football players. So uh, it's fun to see schematics and scheme 
and philosophies and team building philosophies too. So I look at the Dolphins and what they're doing, and a lot of times the the Patriots disciples really struggle with emulating the Patriot way. And the reason why is they don't go out and get multiple trait guys. They go out and get a certain guy to fill a certain role, and that's it. Well, I need this guy to be my thud guy. I need this guy to be my front side defensive end, and that's it. We saw the Dolphins almost take this cheese with Trey Flowers last year. Ask any Detroit Lions fan who watched the Detroit Lions play last year if Trey Flowers was worth the $19 million the Lions paid him because Matt Patricia needed to have him as front side defensive end. He had a fine year, but he didn't live up to that standard. Ask Detroit Lions fans who, who watched this team draft Jelani Tavai in the second round out of Hawaii because he need, they needed a thud linebacker. So they took this guy in like the top 45 to be an early down linebacker. And they still don't have anybody to play the Van Noy Sam role. The Dolphins are avoiding that by getting guys that they have proven track record of succeeding in multiple roles. But they're also succeeding because a lot of the guys and pieces that they had coming in, Devon Godshell, had some flexibility from a scheme perspective. Christian Wilkins, who they prioritized in this past year's draft, I would bet anything between his football character his locker room presence, his enthusiasm for the game, and the fact that he is scheme-diverse, that's why it was the pick. Jerome Baker, pass coverage ability, and a guy who could play in the box. You, you heard the rave reviews that he got coming in the last year. And then most importantly, Brian Flores is being his own man as the team's head coach. He's not trying to be a hard-o like Bill Belichick or Matt Patricia or Bill O'Brien even. He covets and values the relationships with his players, and every coach does that a little bit differently, but you can see it with Brian Flores. You can see the players buying into what he's selling, and you can see that Flores, when he first came onto the job, he was a little bit buttoned up, he was a little tight, and as this season went on and they started to build some momentum, it became a little bit more relaxed. You could see more of the relationships that he catered and, and developed with his players, and the players that they brought in in free agency, many of them, had that pre-existing relationship in New England. So we should be excited about that as well. I'm Kyle Krabs. Hope you enjoyed this episode of Locked On Dolphins. We'll be back tomorrow to talk about the offensive side of the football, the haves and the have-nots, what the Dolphins have, schematically what they're going to ask their players to do or what we think they're going to ask their players to do. It's a little bit more of a wild card with Shane Gailey there and who they need to make sure that everything runs the way it's supposed to. Hit subscribe. Leave me a review on the podcast. I enjoy all of your feedback. I am thankful for all of your listenership. Until tomorrow, keep it locked on right here on Locked On Dolphins. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.